Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha, and this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. What up, what up? Hagger, hey. So, um, yeah, this this case, I know it's my week, but this case is going to be like all over the place. Just a big heads up. What does that mean? All over <laughs> it means it's going to be all over the place. And also for all my listeners that are used to like me being maybe louder, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm not moving. I'm protesting. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'm just sitting here and you can get over it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am protesting today. I've had a long weekend. I am not leaving my couch. <laughs> I am not moving. Dang it. Well, you do I you, girl. So I'm just going to do me <laughs> and I'm going to sit right here on my couch and um hopefully it's honestly it's mostly because it's warmer in here (laughs) it's like significantly colder today than it has been all week like it's freezing outside what's up with that january like but it's been weird like our winter has been really weird here um it's it's not really been a winter and now all of a sudden it is and i'm like i don't like it It was pretty chilly today, and we decided to go to the zoo because we're smart. Yeah, no. I, I'm not even going to lie. I had to go to the grocery store earlier, and I made Dallas. I was like, hey, what do I got to do to get you to go outside and warm up my car? <laughs> it was, because like, chilly. I didn't want to go. It was chilly. There was, like, a chilly breeze and all that or whatever. But a nice thing about going to the zoo when it's like that, there was, like, nobody there. <laughs> yeah, probably because it's crazy like yeah. who does that we do and we had fun so except for that my feet and my thigh backs hurt and I'm tired <laughs> yeah no I was um it rained like all day yesterday but like today it was so cold so cold mm. um so I'm very thankful that my husband did go out and and start my car I also hinted that I really wanted a remote start for Valentine's Day <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> because it's so cold he's like no he's like no you can do that okay so I'm ready for this all over the place it is all over the place so this case is going to be kind of different um technically there is two people that this is going to be over um we'll start out with you're making me nervous because there's (laughs) some people that have already started on and I'm gonna be real mad (laughs) well it's a woman and a man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to laugh so hard if you did. Um, so we're going to start off with Rosemary. With the man? Oh, no. Oh, okay. okay Rosemary good. Pauline West. Um, she, she was technically Rosemary Letts first. Also, I'm not cheering for her. I'm just happy that you're not talking about who I was talking about. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> cheer for this bitch. <laughs> I was not cheering for her. I was just She's I was horrible. just relieved. Okay. Um, so Rosemary Letts was born in um, Northern Devon, England on November 29th, 1953. Okay. Um, she was, her, her father was William Andrew Bills, um, or William Andrew Bills, William Andrew Letts <laughs> also went by Bill. I was like, Bills is Lord not have mercy. <laughs> Bills is not even close to Letts. No. <laughs> William Andrew Letts, who went by Bill, um, and Daisy <laughs> Wendelin Fuller. I was like, his name is Bill Bills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Okay. Carry on. Uh, <laughs> so Daisy had a pretty difficult pregnancy with her. Um, she was technically Rosemary was the fifth of seven kids born into that family. It's a lot of kids. And so she suffered like depression mm-hmm. and was given electroconvulsive therapy while pregnant. That should be good for her and the baby. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that, um, that won't make the baby a psychotic killer. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> so obviously people argued that this treatment may have caused prenatal injuries to prenatal to head injuries. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to go ahead and give you some, some electrotherapy while you're pregnant. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be cool. <laughs> well, um, so basically Rose grew into like a, a super moody, um, promiscuous teenager and uh did not do well in school she was a promiscuous teenager i'll get to that oh my she was a hoe oh (laughs) but (laughs) but this is why pardon you so um yeah excuse me sorry (laughs) i got the i got the tickle in my throat i don't have the covid i promise jeez so (laughs) So Rose's parents um, separated when she was a teenager and she lived with her mother and attended school for like six months, but then her mother couldn't do it anymore because, you know, all of her depression and her issues. Right. All for shocking. Yeah. So she ends up moving in with her father at the age of 16. Okay. Well, her father had some issues himself. He was a paranoid schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. And... He was prone to extreme violence. That's not good. You guessed it. Repeatedly sexually abused Rose and her older sister, Patricia. I I did not guess that, but okay. (laughs) I mean, he was nuts. He was nuts. That's terrible. Yeah. So um, this is why I'm like, oh, she's promiscuous. So most most, um, people that deal well I can't say that either I don't really know I was like where are you going most people that deal with like sexual assault in their family it's eh, I don't know I was it's, like oh, I don't think weird. she like falls like almost addicted to it it's probably not it's probably more of that's all she knows yes so at the on terribly of- sad it is terribly sad. So, but she's still a, she's horrible. I'll tell you, like, you'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> At the onset of puberty. Well, I mean, she had no chance. She got electroshocked in the womb and then was sexually molested by her father. <laughs> well, now, like, this is, this is why I'm saying, like, she starts growing into, like, this horrible, horrible human. Okay. So, <laughs> at the onset of puberty, she, um, was fascinated by her like developing body you know because things are changing okay <laughs> we have that sex talk <laughs> like is that are we doing this right now okay no. Birds and the bees. no um she would deliberately like parade around naked what? or semi-naked <laughs> around the house in front of her younger brothers no 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 don't do that and on numerous occasion at the age of 13 that was her, like, one of the younger brothers. He was 13. Mm-hmm. She would go um, creep into their room and molest them. Oh. 
So um, Graham's 13 and then her youngest one was like nine at the time when she was doing that. So um, yeah, Apple doesn't really fall far, right? I mean, that's not, that's not cool. That's not okay. I mean, she's very much old enough to know that's not okay. Is my point. So clearly there's a problem. So Rose um, then falls into um, meeting Fred West. So this is going to be the second person in this shit show. Okay. (laughs) So Rose encounters Fred West um, in early 1969. It was right after her 15th birthday. Um, He was 27. She was was 15. 15. Okay. That's illegal. Disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot of things. They first met at a bus station and initially Rose was actually like super repulsed by Fred's appearance. And she thought, and she thought he was a tramp. (laughs) He was a tramp. Yes. Like as in lady and the, as in like, she thought he was a male prostitute at the bus station um okay yeah um so she was repulsed by him he's when I show pictures on Instagram you'll see why he's not an attractive guy but neither is she unfortunate (laughs) for them but it happens (laughs) um then he started giving her attention so she became flattered by the attention and um continued to flirt with him for days now like they would meet at this same bus stop okay um she actually declined two times on going on a date with fred but eventually allowed him to walk her home okay so it wasn't a date but she was like yeah i guess you can walk me home because the dude was showing her attention and he was uh-huh. older and now she's getting more intrigued and she's like oh well i'm clearly turning into a woman so clearly yeah so here we go (laughs) okay I don't want to go there (laughs) I don't want to go I don't want to go on this journey so in England it's not uncommon for young teenagers 15 year olds 16 year olds to get jobs um to help support their family and at this time Rose was working in a nearby bread shop and Fred found out where she worked so he persuaded an, another woman, like passing by the bread shop, to go inside and give this present to the woman that was working behind the counter, which was Rose. And she's like, hey, can you give this? He's like, can you give this present to, from the man outside? And I'll Creepy. wave. Creepy. And I'll wave real big whenever you do that. Vomitous. No, <laughs> I don't want that. No, I'm like, that's not creepy or anything. I'm the man outside. Hey, can you can you hand this present um, to that lady right there that that looks like she's way too young for me? The, that lady from the man outside. Hi. <laughs> that lady that looks like my child because I'm old enough to be her father, right? Well, he actually does have children, and we'll get to that. Nice. So that's, that's real nice. Yeah. So um, minutes later, like after she's given this present, Fred goes into the shop and is like, Hey Rose, will you please go on an eight uh, on an eight on a no. date? I will <laughs> never eight you. 
can I can I please hate you? No. Oh gosh. <laughs> will you please? That go turned on a into date? cannibalism real fast. <laughs> no. She's like, will you please go on a date with me this evening? This and, evening. And I'm, and, I'm sorry, I'm working right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously after work. <laughs> but she's like, I guess. So she goes on this this date with him. That sounds like a great. I guess <laughs> that's what you want to hear. I guess. <laughs> Will you marry um, me? I guess. Why not? <laughs> there you go. Well, then, like shortly after this date, they begin a relationship together, and um, he lives in this like caravan park. Caravan so park. Yeah, like there, it's it's like the big, um, kind of like the RV parks okay there okay okay um so he he lives in this like big rv type park or whatever okay i was like are you saying trailer park but rvs are different than trailers yeah um she she begins visiting this park or whatever where he lives with his two children from his first marriage which by the way are not technically legally divorced all the way yet so they're like separated Um, yeah, but they're like trying to get divorced. They're in the in the middle in, of yeah. divorce. Yeah, okay. So um he she's going to visit, right? And he's she's got the kids. And he's got these two kids. Okay. Um he's got a daughter, Anna Marie, and an and a stepdaughter. Stepdaughter. Daughter. <laughs> a stepdaughter, Charmaine. Oh. So fancy. um he's taking care of both of these because his like ex-wife was in and out of of like rehab and um, okay could not like keep the girls okay so he lived in this like rv type park or whatever Mm -hmm. and then eventually rose starts becoming like a nanny to fred's daughters are they like young daughters yeah they're not they're not her age or anything so they are a lot younger okay um so she starts becoming this nanny who she actually noted were neglected before she was there, even by Fred. And initially she treated them with like care and affection and was super nice to them. And then on several occasions in the early days of like hers and Fred's relationship, um, she actually insisted that they take the girls like with them and go gather up like wildflowers or go hiking or, so she was trying to treat them like the mother that they didn't really have right now. Was she still okay. 15? She's 15, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, she's six. She's probably, she's probably 16 now. Um, okay. Because this relationship started and escalated. So yeah. Okay. Um. So within the weeks of like first going out with him and everything and her like nannying, uh, she leaves her job at the bread shop in order to become a full-time nanny to Charmaine and Anna Marie because she feels like they need they needed her. Okay. Now, this decision was actually made with the agreement that Fred would still provide her sufficient money to give to her parents on Fridays to convince them that she was still working at the bread shop. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Okay. So she's like, hey, I'll quit my job and I'll take care of the girls and act like they're like, stepmom 
I know I'm 15 and I know you're almost 30, but I can do this as long as you give me some money on Fridays so that I can give those to my parents. So she's still like, living, hey. like, is she still living at home with her parents? Yes. And just like, okay. Yes. So she's still living at home with her parents. Well, several months later, she decides I'm going to introduce Fred to my family. Mm-hmm. sounds like a good idea that sounds like a good idea yeah and fred's like okay cool yeah cool 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 let's parents love me (laughs) let's go meet um your parents i know i'm twice your age but let's go do it i'm gonna bring the girls is that cool (laughs) (laughs) so of course her family was like super shocked by her daughter's choice of partner (laughs) right and um so rose's rose's mom daisy was super unimpressed with him. She said he was very arrogant. She was very Shania Twain about it. She was like, that don't impress me much. <laughs> that don't impress <laughs> me. No, um, she's like, he's very arrogant. And I can tell he's a pathological liar. Okay. And then her father was who, to me, I'm sorry, but he should have zero say in any kind of man. Right. Like you are not a thing you're a piece of shit you're a piece of literal piece of garbage no do not say words you are a piece of wet lettuce for sure gross nasty ass (laughs) soaking lettuce well her father disapproved of the relationship too and he actually threatened fred directly and said i'm gonna call social services on you if you keep talking to my daughter (laughs) somebody needs to call social service on you just saying on both of you mother- <laughs> bruh. <laughs> bruh. bruh so um rose's parents told her that that like she couldn't keep dating fred okay but that always works out well when parents i was gonna them. say <laughs> of course like any teenage daughter she's like huh i'll show you i'm totally gonna keep dating him i don't care what you say yeah I, I know that doesn't work. I was banned from dating my husband at 15 and we are now married. <laughs> so. I, was, I was banned from dating my husband at yeah. 15 and we are now married, <laughs> which our parents love our husbands. So. Yeah, they like them now. They did not then. No. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. <laughs> her parents, they, when I say they, her parents, mm-hmm. um, they actually visited social services and told them, hey, my 15-year-old daughter's having sexual relationships with this older man. Oh. And I heard rumors that she's also engaging in prostitution in his <laughs> RV area. This um, escalated so quickly. <laughs> well, they're trying to get their daughter back, right? Right. Well, but, okay. in response to this, social services was like, okay, Rose, we're going to put you in this home for troubled teenagers. Because you're clearly troubled. But she so is, they, though. <laughs> she was. So um, she still, she crazy. But sh- she should have been in that because of the abuse she got from her father. But okay. Oh, yeah. And how her mom was, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> her 
basically social services was like hey come on girl <laughs> it's it, it, and they yeah. were like I'm sorry I'm like stuttering, <laughs> stuttering I was like are you broken I was like did the screen freeze <laughs> it, uh, 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 no I was like trying to play I was trying to spit it out but I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> words are hard they're so hard they're so hard so basically they're like okay you're coming with me and she was allowed to leave under like controlled conditions so basically what I mean by that is on the weekends she was allowed to go back home to her parents house okay but instead Rose was taking the opportunity to go and visit Fred wait did her parents not know that she was allowed to come see them oh they knew did they not be like why aren't you coming home they kept trying they kept okay okay so on her 16th birthday rose left the home and returned to her parents house because fred had to serve a 37 day sentence for theft and unpaid fines because you know he's classy (laughs) super classy got it but when fred was released rose left her parents house and moved in with fred so shortly after, Fred collected Charmaine and Anna Marie from social services because when he went into jail, Is that how that works? Had to go somewhere. Is that apparently, how that works? He just walks into he just walks there and like I need to collect these children. <laughs> I guess. Okay. I guess that's how it works. I guess he's like, Oh hey, I know I just served a sentence, but I'm gonna roll up on here and be like, Hey, I'm here to get my kids. And they're like, Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Here you go. I guess. That doesn't seem right. So they did that. Well, Rose's father made one more effort to prevent, prevent. I am not doing good tonight. You're fine. One more effort. It's it's entertaining. (laughs) Um, to prevent his daughter from seeing Fred. Um, it didn't work. Rose, like he brings Rose in to social services and to talk to the police and he's he's like hey police tell her she shouldn't see this guy well like at that time technically the father wasn't giving consent for her daughter that's underage right they can't do anything they couldn't do anything what are they gonna do wait what do you mean i'm confused i am confusion he's he's saying my 16 year old daughter i don't think should be with this man that's 27 years old right but like the police can't do anything about that no they couldn't so but he brought them her in is what i'm saying so he's bringing bringing her in to try to get them to convince her to stay home that's not honey that's not their job Uh, like if she's like gone with him and you can't get him to come back then maybe they can be like yeah, go home no, but nothing, that's not even no they can't that's not their job well of course they were examining her so like the police surgeon that's there was decided we'll just do like some exam regular what? like doctor examinations why um, would the police say, um they're in england okay they're in england <laughs> i am so confusion right now <laughs> like, they are in england the the stuff there is completely different than it is here Oh, I understand that, but okay. Like, so he brought her in and was like, convince them. We need police. Please convince my daughter she shouldn't be seeing this. And they were like, well, let's just examine her. 
and yeah basically because she had already been gone to a troubled teen's home um they they've already talked to social services and nothing can come to that so they're like can you convince her see if she's well help me out do all this so they're like okay well let's examine her so they just did like regular they didn't do like oh let's examine her and put my plastic gloves on and (laughs) okay anything like that that's not what I mean I was like like, what is happening okay so um they did regular like test results with her checked her you know blood pressure checked everything and then um because she was seeing an older man did a pregnancy test on her and it was confirmed she was pregnant okay so rose was then placed into care and discharged from the hospital on the understanding that she would terminate the pregnancy and return to her family wait so they told her that she had to terminate the pregnancy and go home that's not how that works instead she said no (laughs) you can't tell me that what i know i know so she said no and went with fred which resulted in her father saying you're never coming back to this household so don't even try it (laughs) she was like okay like i don't want to be around you anyways terrible molester (laughs) chester chester the molester (laughs) so yes so she um yeah, so she goes to Fred's house or whatever. So three months later, the couple then vacated, like, the RV place and moved into a ground floor flat, which was a two-story type house. Um, and in October, on the 17th, 1970, Did they just gave- live on the ground floor? I was confused by that. Yeah, so the flats there, like, they've got somebody that lives on the ground floor and then the two-story part like the top floor is somebody it's else. somebody else's like it's apartment units basically yes. like duplex type apartment yes okay so um she gives birth to her first child um it's a daughter named heather ann okay and then two months after she was born fred was then in prison for theft oh, no. of cars and oh, no which he G- remained there gta he remained there until June 24th, 1971. So he served this six-month sentence, and Rose, having just turned 17, was now looking after the three girls. Three kids. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. No pressure, girl. You got this. Yeah, three kids at 17 years old. With, I can only imagine. No job now because she broke, she quit her job at the bread place. Yeah. Okay. So according, so Anna Marie and Charmaine are older than the baby, clearly. Right. So according to Anna Marie, she and Charmaine were put through physical and emotional abuse throughout the time they lived under Rose's care. Oh no. So Anna Marie was generally submissive and like would display emotion in response to the abuse, which is what Rose wanted. Mm-hmm. But Charmaine like would repeatedly infuriate Rose and refuse to cry or display any sign of grief, no matter how severe she was treated. So basically anytime she got physically abused, Charmaine would just not show any remorse or. So she was like super kind to these girls until he went to jail for six months and then just, just started beating them out of the blue. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Yep. I'm so, guessing maybe she was angry because she was left alone with three kids. A hundred percent. Took it out on them. Okay, cool. I guess. Not really. She fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. So despite the years of neglect and abuse, Charmaine's spirits like had not been broken down. And what she had, had what she had told Anna Marie was that she believed that her mom would come back and save them. That's so sad. So it is very sad. <laughs> So Anna Marie later recollected that her sister like had repeatedly antagonized Rose by making statements like my real mom wouldn't swear or shout at us or my real mom would do this or my real mom would do that, which would only infuriate her and piss her off to the extent that she beat the shit out of her. Mm. Well, a childhood friend of Charmaine's named Tracy Giles who actually lived in the upper flat, so the other part, Yeah. Um, stated that one time she had entered the West's flat unannounced, only to see Charmaine naked, standing up on a chair, gagged, and with her ha- hands bound behind her back with a belt, as Rose stood alongside the child with a large wooden spoon in her hand. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. She is um, the epitome of... Uh, Oh, what is it? No wire hangers. It's mommy dearest. Mommy dearest. Mother dearest, mommy dearest. Can yeah. you imagine being a small child and walking into your friend's house and seeing that? Yeah, it's it's awful. So according to Guile, Charmaine had been calm and unconcerned. Also, no wow. wire hangers, by the way. I'm not going to beat my kids or anything, but there are no wire hangers in my house. <laughs> I can't say the same. I mean... I was definitely no wire hangers before I got married or even lived with Dallas or anything, but they just continue to appear in my house. And I don't know why I don't, that is not acceptable. I do not like that. Nope. Yeah. Well, it is one of those, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so here's where it starts getting a little bit bad, <laughs> like worse. Oh, here. Okay. That wasn't bad. That was fine. That was bad, but it was, here's where it gets bad, bad. So trigger warning. Well, you're not going to hear like, this isn't going to be super gory by all means. It's just disturbing. Cool. That's, that's what I need tonight. Please please do tell. (laughs) So right before Fred was released, all three girls and Rose visited him on June 15th, 1971. Okay. And then shortly after Rose shortly after rose like left like a couple days later she was tired of the inconvenience of charmaine and just her existing (laughs) and murdered her before fred's release date of june 24th hell woman child it doesn't state like exactly what she technically did but we'll get to some more so because her friend lived in the upper flat she mm-hmm. was known to come and see Charmaine and Anna. And one day she visited um, for Rose to say she's gone to live with her mother. She's gone to live with her mother and bloody good riddance. Oh. So she lied and said that she was she had left to go live with her mother. But Anna was still there. Yeah. Now, remember, Anna is Fred was- and um, his first wife's daughter. And then Charmaine was actually Fred's stepdaughter. So yeah. they looked different. Um, okay. And so when 
Fred was released from prison on June 24th, like Anna actually had asked um, Fred, she's like, how come my mom didn't come and pick me up too? And he was like, well, she didn't want you because you look like the way you do. Because one of them had like, one of them was a little Asian descent and the other one was completely white. Anna was completely white. That's, oh my gosh. She's like, she didn't want you. Ooh, that's not a word, but that's how that makes me feel. I know. So Charmaine's body was initially stowed in a coal cellar oh. until Fred was released from prison. So he later buried her naked body in the yard close to the back door of the flat that they lived in. And he remained adamant. Like he had not, dis- he, he stated he did not dismember her. Oh, okay. Um, Congratulations. Good job. Like I guess later on when he's caught, I mean, right. that's what he, does. He, he did not dismember her. They suggested that the reason that the body had been severed at the hip um, be- was because the damage may have been caused when Fred decided he wanted to, to do building work that he conducted at this property and he accidentally hit her bones. Oh my God. But several bones, including a finger, wrist, toe and ankle bones were missing from Charmaine's skeleton leading to the speculation that the missing parts had actually been kept for keepsakes ew did so did Anna know that she her sister was murdered or stepsister no okay so she really just thought that she had gone to live with her mom yes okay I mean, that doesn't make it better, but a little, but okay. No, it doesn't make it better. So now we have a problem, right? So Rena, (laughs) Rena, who is the mother of Fred. I was like, who the fuck is Rena? Okay. I know. know. (laughs) She's Anna and Charmaine's mother. Okay. She would sporadically visit the kids on occasion. Oh, okay. And so she started asking the whereabouts of the girls and wasn't provided any answers. I mean, Anna's still alive, but they wouldn't let her see her because they're like, well, if I let you see Anna, then she's going to be like, well, I thought Charmaine was with you. Right. You know? And then the jig is up. So Rena decided to confront Fred to demand custody of the girls because she was clean and she was ready to be a mom. And that was the last time she was alive. That's the last time Rena was alive? Yes. So she's i just met her i know i know she's believed to have been murdered by strangulation um possibly in the back seat of fred's ford um car and likely while intoxicated uh except she was clean so what does that mean likely when she was intoxicated well they just some of the stuff they found when they found her body that's why so it looks like she could have been Except they didn't find, like, they found, so when Rena's body was discovered, there was a short length of metal tubing found with her remains, leaving an equal possibility that she'd been restrained and Um, subjected to a sexual assault prior to her murder. Oh. So the body. That's not where I thought that was going. I thought you were going to say that she was, you know, like, she had cleaned herself up. She was clean. And then they, like basically funneled alcohol into her yeah well that's part of what they think too okay Um, the bot sorry one of my cats (laughs) i was like who's there (laughs) the 
the body was extensively dismembered. Oh. Placed into plastic bags. What is extensively dismembered? Like, he took the time. It wasn't just dismembered. It was like dismembered, dismembered. Okay. Dismembered, dismembered. Like, Got he it. took the time to dismember her into several plastic bags and buried her close to a cluster of trees in a field. Okay. And so, when they found her body, they found, you know, those things, too, so... What's the purpose of dismembering if you're going to bury all the bones together, by the way? I don't fucking know. Okay. clearly they stupid. <laughs> I mean, they dumb-dumb, but yeah. They dumb-dumb. So, on January 29th, 1972, Fred and Rose married. <laughs> cool. With Fred incorrectly describing himself as a bachelor upon the marriage certificate. Because technically he was still married to Rena. Yeah, like... The divorce wasn't finalized, but... She's not alive no more. Wow. And no family or friends were invited. <laughs> they were married alone. Yeah. Probably. Because nobody wanted yeah. that to be a thing. Yeah. So several months later, um, Rose is pregnant with her second child. Ugh. I know. Isn't it just like gross you out? This whole fucking thing. I don't, I don't <laughs> like any of that. So the couple were like, okay, well, we need a bigger place. So they moved to an address that was actually nearby. Um, This is now a three-story home. Okay. That they end up purchasing from the council there in England. Well, it's a very expensive home. It's three stories. I was going to say, does he have a job? Because she doesn't. Right. <laughs> it's super expensive. So, well, he steals. He's known for stealing. He's a st- he's a stealer. He's a stealer. <laughs> Stutterer. <laughs> and not the kind, not the Pittsburgh kind. Like, no, no. That was well. Dumb. <laughs> so yeah, that. Come on, you got better than that. <laughs> let's 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 take that out. <laughs> um. So they buy this home right they can't afford it but they buy it so they make the upper floor rooms into like rent out type rooms like they they decide to rent them out yeah this way they can supplement the household income by bringing that in right now to maintain a degree of privacy from their family to these people Mm -hmm. um, fred ends up installing a cooker and um like a bathroom for the first floor in order for the lodgers to go to that part, like go there instead of coming to the ground floor where the West family lived. And so they weren't allowed to come there, like come down to the ground floor and they weren't allowed to go in the garden. Oh, okay. Was okay. Odd, but. So basically they put like an oven in their part so they wouldn't have to come to their part. Yeah. And then he was also like, don't go to the garden because yes. bodies. Okay. Because, yeah. <laughs> on, on June 1st, Rose ends up giving birth to their second daughter. So shortly after giving birth to her second daughter, she decides to start working as a prostitute. Oh, that's all right. Because they need more you. money. And she has like this ridiculous craving for sex. <laughs> Oh. So they decided to operate from the upstairs room. So he was their... he was cool with that. He's like, you you go on and be a sex worker then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's 
is okay. completely cool with it. In fact, we'll he was get like, more- make that money. We'll get more into it. It's actually kind of gross. I don't like the face yeah, you're making. I don't want to get more into it. <laughs> it's gross. Okay. So he, um, or they, they start operating from the upstairs room at their residence mm-hmm. and actually start advertising her services in a local magazine. What? Like Craigslist, that like shit. Like a classified ad. Like, yes come to this address for a good time he fred encouraged her to seek clients like he wanted her to find people Mm -mm. so in addition to her prostitution rose engaged in like casual sex with both male and female lodgers that were coming to stay at their house so hey i'm just gonna have sex with these people but we're not gonna get paid so she's just, just like sleeping with everyone at this point she's just, she just sleeping with she a hoe for oh, show she. <laughs> she's just okay oh. okay then yeah so like this she is, this story is literally all over the place like i told you none of it makes any sense like why it's though not, it's so nuts it's so nuts so rose um starts bragging to like all these people that no man or woman can actually satisfy her is that and bragging yeah, okay she's bragging she's like nobody can nobody nobody can can pleasure me i'm just unpleasurable. i need you not say that again <laughs> <laughs> she would um i don't like that <laughs> so she decided that when she started sleeping with these people she was gonna start increasing the level of brutality Oh, cool. So she'd start partially suffocating them. <laughs> and then fully suffocating them. <laughs> and then fully, no, <laughs> partially suffocate them or insert um, increasingly oh large items into and places. Okay. Places. No. Um, and if the women resisted or expressed any pain or fear, it would excite her. Oh no, girl. And she would state, aren't you woman enough to take it? I am not. I am not. <laughs> I'm going to need you to just not. What is the safe word? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> Isn't that what Kevin Hart said? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was Kevin Hart that said it. Oh my God. Okay. So um, anyways. To many of these women, it became super apparent that Rose and her husband liked to have threesomes and seek to take women beyond their sexual limits. So, so basically assaulting women when they were like, I don't want this. Yes. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So also Rose controlled the family finances. So basically Fred would give her all of his pay packets from like the petty jobs that he would have um, to help pay for she the was house. Like, she was like, I make the money now. In fact, the room Rose used for prostitution was known throughout the West household as what? Rose's room. Rose's room of So like her pain. girls would be like, oh, don't pain. go in Rose's room. Uh, I will not. Thank you. I'm good. And I guess this room had several hidden peepholes. So that Fred could watch her entertain her clients. Who? Uh, okay. 
He also installed a baby Where monitor. Where are these children at this point? Like, <laughs> somebody take Thank these you. poor children away. She's already killed one of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're not even done. Great. So, <laughs> the room included... Um, oh, sorry. Fred also installed a baby monitor in the room, too, so that he could listen yeah, from anywhere in the house. I don't like any of And this. then the, the room included, like, a private bar... A red light outside the door that warned people not to disturb her when it was like on. a like a sock on the door, but it was a red light. Yeah. Girl, um, nobody wants and, to be. Nobody wants to disturb you. Don't worry. <laughs> and she carried the soul key to the room around her neck every day. What is this? Fifty Shades of Grey? Didn't he have like Bruh. a key to the red room? Like, what is happening? Now we know. Now we know where that. <laughs> and then, um. Fred actually installed a separate doorbell to the household, um, which Rose's clients were instructed to ring whenever they visited so that they could tell the difference. What if you rang the wrong bell? What if you were just there to, like, you were like a friendly neighbor there to have tea time? Or you're going in Rose's room of doom. <laughs> I don't want to go in there. <laughs> I just wanted to dish out the hot gossip of the week. <laughs> so now it's 1977. And Rose's father, Bill, had come to tolerate his daughter's marriage. Bill Bills, got it. Mm-hmm, Bill Bills. <laughs> and to, develop- to tolerate her marriage? What does that mean? He came to tolerate her marriage? He came to be like, okay, let's have a I relationship. I tolerate this. I guess I'll tolerate this. Bitch, we don't want to have a relationship with you. You're terrible. Okay. Then he started to develop some type of respect for Fred. And him and Fred opened up a cafe oh my together. God. I don't. Uh, and then okay. when Bill discovered that Rose was a prostitute, he would also visit to have sex with his daughter. No. Uh, I'm just it's gonna gross. sit like this for a minute. I don't. Is that not gross? Um, by eight, by 1983, she'd given birth to eight children. Dude. And- Three of whom were conceived by clients. Wait, now, aren't you supposed to, I don't know the rules of the sex workers, but aren't you supposed to, like, be safe and stuff? (laughs) So, I'm not even done. So, Fred willingly accepted these kids as his own and would falsely inform them that the reason their skin was darker than that of their siblings was because his great-grandmother was a black woman. What? What is happening right now? Look, I know Anna Marie. I am confused. And I know uh June May. They're all they're all white babies. But the reason you're black is because I have a great grandmother that's black. <laughs> I I know. Oh. Okay. Continue. Girl, I know. <laughs> the noise is the noises are what's so good i can't make words so when each of the west children reached the age of seven they were each assigned numerous daily chores to perform in the house so like each i don't like the word perform right now i don't know okay (laughs) we weren't really allowed to socialize outside the house like unless fred or rose were around them and they had to follow strict guidelines that their parents told them to follow. Otherwise, they would get severe punishment, which was 
always physical. Who cared for these children till they made it to seven? I don't know, man. I don't know. So the children, like, feared the violence, right? Yeah. And it was because it mostly was inflicted by Rose, just occasionally by Fred, but it was mostly Rose, which she was crazy. And it was- That's because of that shock therapy in the womb. And it was also, like, (laughs) irrational, too. So, like, she would just, like, do it sometimes because she felt like doing it like beating the shit out of them just because she felt like it they didn't even have to do it just for breathing okay now she always took great care not to mark the children's faces or hands though because she didn't want social services to be involved and she could get out of it she there was, like, was actually several occasions that they went to the hospital and all the um incidents were explained accidents she was like i accidentally put some oranges in a sock and (laughs) (laughs) sorry now heather um and her then younger brother steven both ran away from home her then younger i'm pretty sure he was always younger (laughs) well like heather and i'm saying like that was her younger of the brother then okay she's had more since sorry um so heather heather and steven both ran away from home well they after several weeks of like sleeping really rough staying with friends um they ended up coming back home and both were beaten when they returned and between 1972 and 1992 the West children were admitted to the casualty units of local hospitals 31 times. Oh my goodness. And all of the injuries were explained as accidents and were never reported to social services. What the hell, hospitals? Do your job. Also, it really, yeah, it infuri- that infuriated me. Like, I was like, are you motherfucking kidding me? Do your fucking jobs. They should, it, not, it, first of all, she would not be, should not be doing that, like, obviously, but. Like all these motherfucking kids. All of them, 30 something times. Yes. Nobody is that clumsy. I mean, I'm clumsy, but I'm not that clumsy. <laughs> no, girl, no. <laughs> also, the hospital is expensive. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, I'm sure they one... I'm sure they weren't paying hospital bills. <laughs> no. On one occasion, Stephen was mopping the floor with a cloth, and Rose accidentally stepped into the wa- water bowl that he had been using. And in response, Rose decided to hit the boy over the head with the bowl. Then repeatedly kick him in the head and chest as she shouted, as she shouted, as she shouted, you you did that on purpose, you little swine. You made me step in your bowl on purpose? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. (laughs) On another occasion, Rose became super furious about a missing kitchen utensil. So she grabbed a knife that she used to like cut slabs of meat. So it was pretty sharp. Uh huh. And repeatedly inflicted light scour marks to May June's chest until her rib cage was covered with light knife wounds. Oh my gosh! All the while, the child screamed, "No, mom, no!" And mm. nobody could do anything, or they would get it too. I don't. Uh-uh. On one occasion in August 1974, Rose chased Fred with a carving knife in her hand. The fuck. Fred was able to slam the door shut of the room, like, that he ran into. Mm-hmm. 
just as Rose like lunged at him with the knife, resulting in the knife embedding into the door, and then three of Rose's fingers sliding down the blade, almost severing them off of her hand. I wish they had. In response, Rose calmly wrapped her hand in a towel and said, look what you've done, fella. You've got to take me to the hospital now. A bitch. <laughs> bitch, I do shit. You were chasing me. <laughs> I'd say, hell no. Let me finish cutting those motherfuckers off. Okay. And then we can go and you can show them how you accidentally did this. This bitch. This bitch. So, um, we're, we are getting to the end, kind of. So, <laughs> in September 1972, the Wests led 8-year-old Anne-Marie to the cellar is only eight at this point to the cellar of their home that they had purchased where the child was ordered to undress no with rose tearing her dress from her body upon noting the child's hesitation she was then stripped naked bound to a mattress and gagged before fred her father raped her what the fuck with Rose's encouragement. No. After the rape, Rose explained to the child, everybody does it to every girl. It's a father's job. No. Don't worry and don't say anything to anybody. Mm-mm. Making clear these sexual assaults would continue, Fred and Rose then threatened the child with severe beatings if they ever received word that she divulged the sexual abuse um that she just had Mm. rose occasionally sexually abused the girl herself too um she took extreme like gratification in degrading her with these acts so like for instance she would bind her um to various items of furniture before encouraging fred to rape her and then would force her to perform household chores while wearing sexual devices and a miniskirt. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's... They're fucking nuts, man. So from the age of 13, Fred and Rose forced Anna Marie to prostitute herself within the household, too, with her clients. Um, they, she told the clients that Anna Marie was 16 so that they would do it, too. Mm -mm. so rose was always present in the room when all the acts occurred too so oh cool that makes it okay yeah she did this to ensure the girl did not reveal her true age so on one occasion i don't like this case (laughs) i know i know it's disturbing i told you it's not gory it's i don't really like any cases but i really don't like this one by the way On one occasion when Anna Marie was aged 13 or 14, like it was between those times, Mm -hmm. uh, she took her to the local pub and insisted that she drink several glasses of barley wine. And then several hours later, Fred arrived at the pub to collect Rose and Anna Marie. And once they had left the premises, Anna Marie was bundled into her father's van, beaten by Rose, who asked her, do you think you could be my friend before she sexually abused her by the fuck does um, that even mean i don't know like she's fucking nuts like she's straight no straight. i don't want to be your friend you crazy ass bitch like get away from me yeah 
God, I just, it just gets worse. I'm just sitting here getting angry. I know. Like, I want to go protect her. I want to go back in time and protect her from them. Oh, all the kids. All yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. So, in October 1972, uh, Rose and Fred hired a 17-year-old um, nanny named Caroline Owens. Mm-hmm. They picked her up one night, like, on just some secluded road because she was hitchhiking. Um, and basically were like, hey, what what are you doing? Like, where are you going? Do you want to come nanny for us? I'm like, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, they offered her part-time employment uh, to three of the children in the household. Not even all of them, just three. You can watch these three. Don't worry about the rest of them. I know. (laughs) And they basically promised that she would be driven home each Tuesday. Well, several days later, she moved into a house. Like, the nanny moved into a house that was, like, like conjoined with them. (laughs) Like, it was in that house. So, she shared a room with Anna Marie. Okay. And she said that Anna was, like, super withdrawn. Like, she didn't really talk much. She kept to herself. Yeah. She does. She keeps getting raped. Right. So, Rose, who had begun to engage in prostitution already, you know, Mm -hmm. explained to Owens that she worked as a masseuse. (laughs) That's not what that means. And when the younger women inquired about the steady stream of men or women visiting like anytime they came they were clients because she was a masseuse and to stay basically they were like stay out of this room this is my masseuse room it's it's not it's not but also do stay out of it (laughs) knowing that owens had habits of hitchhiking um they formulated owens caroline owens okay Knowing that she had, like, the habits of hitchhiking and leaving, mm-hmm. like, shortly after coming somewhere. Yeah. Um, they formulated a plan to abduct her so that they could keep her for shared gratification. Who it? Who <laughs> it? Fred actually admits that the specific intent of this abduction was for rape and to possibly murder her. <laughs> we're definitely gonna rape her uh we might murder her let's just see how it goes but he was but the initial incentive was more to determine whether his wife would be willing to at least assist with him in an in an abduction so like it was his plan why would she not be willing she already like murdered a kid completely abused all of the other kids and but you got to remember that she murdered these kids or she murdered this kid or whatever like when fred was gone well that doesn't mean anything she's still capable of doing terrible terrible things oh i know but it makes her more capable because he wasn't even there (laughs) but i'm saying like does he think that she did it or does he think that somebody else did it or Or some kind of accident whatever whatever he knows she's terrible she's literally beating them all the time she's chased one with a freaking knife (laughs) girl i know so on december 6th 1972 the couple lured caroline into their vehicle with an apology um for basically how weird they've been at the house or whatever 
And so, like, she believed that they were super sincere and everything was great. Um, so Rose ends up joining her in the back seat with the explanation she wanted to have a girl's chat as Fred drove. No. So shortly thereafter. We're not girls. I'm not your girl. <laughs> I ain't your girl. Like, do I mean, not. Not just that. So, like, shortly thereafter, Rose began to fondle her. Girl, I definitely ain't your girl. <laughs> what the fuck? Don't touch me. Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> so, um, Fred started questioning her. She's like, have you, he's like, have you ever had sex with your boyfriend? Um, Caroline, like, was like, don't touch me. She started protesting about it. Fred later admitted, um, that he stopped the car whenever she started freaking out right okay and he called her a bitch and then punched her into unconsciousness oh. before he and rose bound and gagged her with a scarf and duct tape the fuck i know so um in her statement to the police because she'll we'll get to where she ends up going to the police or whatever oh they didn't um, kill her good <laughs> She, yeah, no, she stated that she was giving like a drugged cup of tea to drink and then or drink anything that people give you. She was forced to, and then she was gagged again and was subjected to like a super prolonged sexual assault from both of them. Mm. So anytime she screamed, Rose would smother her with a pillow and then restrain her around her neck, performing like strangulation basically like there was marks all over her too um and basically um just continued to do it over and over again and this all happened this one night so the following morning having noted that she had been screaming when uh one of the children had knocked on the door of the room she was restrained in Fred threatened that he and his wife would keep her locked up in the cellar and allow his black friends to abuse her. Oh. And that when they finished, he would bury her body beneath the paving stones. Why, why can't he just say my friends? Like, why? <laughs> uh, he had to... Apparently, that was scary, I guess. Okay. So, he then claimed that he had killed hundreds of young girls. And, of course, that, like, freaked her out right and it also um like struck roses fancy i guess so he and rose then calmly asked caroline whether she would consider returning to work as their nanny no what so (laughs) what (laughs) seeing this as her escape avenue Mm -hmm. caroline was like yes She's like, of course I will. So they untied her and they let her vacuum the house. Thanks. And this was her way of like proving and having them believe that she'd become a member of their family. So later that day, she escaped. Right. She's like mid vacuum and just like yeeted it across the room and ran out the door. Yes. Um, And all like initially she was super ashamed and didn't want to go home and tell her mom about it or anything but she eventually did like she she got away back to her house told yeah. her mom about it explained what all happened 
and mm-hmm. her mother like saw the welts and bruises and yeah. all that stuff all over her daughter's body and burst into tears and was like okay let's go so they immediately reported this whole ordeal to the police right so the police showed up to the west and they were arrested and charged with assault indecent assault actual bodily harm and rape and then the case was tried um at the magistrate's court um in january and Owens had decided that she could not face the ordeal of testifying in court. Yeah. Which is so sad because. But so understandable. But because of this, all the charges pertaining to her sexual abuse were dropped. Yep. That's and how so, that works. And it's terrible because. They were, they were yeah. fine money that they had to pay and they were allowed to walk free because of this. Mm-hmm. So, when Owens heard this news, she attempted suicide, but did not succeed. So, um, in May 1992, uh, Fred West filmed himself raping one of his other daughters, and then twice again afterwards, um, and one of these daughters told her friends at school what had happened. So, on August 4th, one of the friends told their mother and she went to the police yeah so on august 6th the police decided to investigate and this eventually led to fred being charged with rosemary as a compliance with rape she was also charged with child cruelty and the remaining children were placed in foster care okay thank fucking god because they don't need to be with her they don't need to be with her, but also there's so much terrible foster care places. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but the rape against, like the rape case against both Fred and Rose collapsed. I'm going to choose the- to believe that they all went to loving families that took care of them and loved them for the rest of their days. No, I really hope so. Yeah. So the rape case that was against both Fred and Rosemary collapsed when the two main witnesses declined to testify at the court case. So the police continued investigating um, and wanted to keep them behind bars. Yeah. So they started investigating the disappearance of their daughter, Heather. Yeah. Heather, like, where'd she go? We don't, we didn't know, right? And where did, what's, who's the other one? Chamomile? So, Charmaine. Charm- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not good with names. Chamomile. <laughs> That's close. So, if you remember, Heather is the firstborn of Rose and Fred. Yes, when she was like 16. So, yeah. So, after taking statements from social workers, um, they actually kind of joked, which is super unprofessional, but they joked Heather's probably buried under the patio. What? Like, which Why is. Why so would you awful. joke that? So, then the children themselves were obtained in a further search warrant in February happened, mm-hmm. allowing them to excavate the garden that nobody was allowed to be in. Don't go in the garden. In search of Heather. So they started searching the house and excavating the garden in February. Okay. And after um, Fred West's arrest, like literally the next day, because, you know, 
they got to go free after the other two people didn't want to. So basically, they've gotten to go free three times. Well, they wanted to keep them right as a suspect and wanted to figure something out because clearly they were just continuing to do these right same issues. They just so, can't hold them because nobody wants to testify. They so they got arrested again the next day because the police uncovered human bones. That that'll do it. So he confessed, then retracted, then reconfessed to the murder of his daughter, denying that Rosemary was involved. Um, and Rosemary was actually not even arrested until April. Yeah, I know. Um, which initially she was she ends up being arrested on sex offenses, but then later charged with murder. So further bodies were found, and on March 4th, 1994, West had admitted that he had carried out nine more murders, including those of his first wife, Anne Anne McFall, which I I didn't know who Anne McFall was until I get to the victims and I'll I'll read them all. I got very confused because I forgot that he had a first wife, the first wife that he killed in his car. Yeah, and I forgot her name. Rena? Yes, her. Yes. So he confessed to her. Well, then Fred and Rosemary West were brought um, before the magistrate's court on June 20, no, June 30th, sorry. Okay. Um, June 30th, 1994. And he was charged with 11 murders and she was charged with 10. Damn, this whole time I was just thinking that it was um, no, R- Rena it, and we'll get Yeah, we'll get to that. So there's no, because they wouldn't confess to him. They didn't I, go into detail what happened to him. Um, I, was, I was really thinking it was just those two. And then they were just terribly assaulting and sexually assaulting all these other people. No, that's not the case. Well, that's so, what you led me to believe. I know. So immediately <laughs> afterwards, Fred was rearrested on suspicion of murdering Anne McFall, whose body was found on June 7th, 1994. And on the evening of July 3rd, 1994, he was charged with her murder. Well, um, so now he's like in in prison, right? Before trial and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Well, on January 1st, 1995, Fred couldn't deal with it anymore. And he hanged himself. <sighs> oh my gosh. While on remand in his cell. Whatever. Um, and his funeral was held on March 20. 20- I know. He did a funeral. No, he did. He got a funeral. On March 29th, 1995, um, because he was cremated and only three people were present. That's three people too many. Like, uh, Agreed. Okay. Now, the ev- evidence against Rosemary was circumstantial. Unlike her husband, she did not confess. So she was tried in October 1995 at Winchester Crown Court and was found guilty of all 10 murders and sentenced to life in prison. Um, okay. The trial judge recommended that she never be released. Yeah. And Agre- 18, agreed. <laughs> yeah. And 18 months later, um, the home security, like the one that, I don't know. Anyways, he agreed <laughs> with, like the one that has to go through after the judge. Okay. There, he finally agreed. Like, so 18 months after this, he finally agreed with this recommendation and would not allow an appeal. Okay. So in October 1996, um, the West's house, along with the adjoining property, was demolished 
and the site was made into a pathway. So every brick was crushed and every timber was burned to dis- to discourage souvenir hunters. Good. Thank God. So I want to go through the victims. So I did not know that half of these victims even existed until I found out what was going on. I didn't know so, this whole time that they were victims. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah. So I'll tell you um, that the room that she had her clients go in mm-hmm. when they started getting to where they like to um, test their limits some of their limits were failed they killed some people because they went too far okay so basically these were all people that they killed like they 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 smothered or choked them for too long yes okay so the victims include the first one was charmaine Mm -hmm. done by rosemary right um, she was born in 1963 and she was killed in 1971. Uh, Fred was in prison, so this was Rosemary's one of Rosemary's. Catherine Bernetta West, or better known as Rena, okay, was killed um, also in 1971. Uh, she had called to take Charmaine away with her along with Anna Marie, and it was believed that Fred killed her to avoid an investigation into Charmaine's whereabouts. Mm-hmm. Um, Linda Go, uh, she was killed in 1973. She was a lodger that um, both Rome- Rosemary and Fred uh, shared as lovers. And following her disappearance, Go's mother called to visit Rosemary or Rose, or whatever, and mm-hmm. she was wearing Go's clothes. She told her she had moved in order to, like, work there, and then she had already left and left her clothes. Okay. Um, Carol Ann Cooper, she was killed in 1973. She was living in one of the children's homes um, when she disappeared while walking home from the cinema. She was known to be a hitchhiker that had been picked up by fred and rose don't hitchhike don't hitchhike don't hitchhike (laughs) she was uh picked up by uh fred and rose taken back home and eventually ended up being tortured with sexual advances and killed um lucy catherine partington she was killed in 1973 she spent christmas with her family visited a friend, and then disappeared after leaving to catch a bus home. There's strong evidence that she had been kept alive for at least several days. A week after she disappeared, Fred went to a hospital in the early hours of January 3rd, 1974, to get a serious lacertation stitched up. Laceration? Did I, what did I say? Lacertation? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a roll, man? (laughs) laceration (laughs) i did spell it lacertation i'm just reading what i wrote listen bruh so the knife so she fought back like hell cut his ass up yeah a knife matching the cut was found with uh her body and the police like 
said uh, he had sustained the injury while dismembering the body. What? Yes. So, so, she, so she didn't fight back. He just cut himself cutting her? Yeah, and he and, and instead I mean, of she like, might have fought back, we don't know, but like she didn't oh, I don't cut know. him. But apparently he decided to keep the, the knife with the body. I don't know. Um, Teresa, <laughs> Teresa Seigenthaler. Sounds right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she was killed in 1974. She was a student, um, who left to hitchhike to Ireland and ended up disappearing. Another victim to Rosenfred, um, Shirley Hubbard. She was killed in 1974. She left a work experience course to return home, but did not arrive. When her remains were found, her her oh. head okay. was completely covered in tape with only three-inch rubber tube inserted to allow her to breathe. So that was their way of torturing her. Obviously, she suffocated to death. By taping her head? They taped her whole head and only kept... Her not like her nostrils open with two tubes for her to breathe out of. How is that enjoyable for anybody? Like what? I don't know. Uh, okay. Juanita Mott was killed in 1975. She was a former lodger that was there, and she was living with a friend um, of her mother's when she disappeared. So she had gone. Um, I guess to lodge with like at the house because they were renting out rooms mm -hmm. and she wasn't seen after she went and did that. Shirley Ann Robinson. Uh, she was killed in 1978. She was also a lodger. Um, she was a prostitute for the West as well. And she disappeared after becoming pregnant with Fred's child. Oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> Okay, I was not expecting that. Yeah. Allison Chambers, um, she was killed in 1979. She was last known, like, she was the last known sexually motivated killing. So, like, they were practicing to kill people, I guess. Yeah. That makes me make this face. I know, I know. Okay. And then their last one was Heather Ann West, their daughter. She was killed in 1987. She had become focused of Fred's attentions after Anne Marie um, had left home, which remember they got picked up and had okay. Yeah. Uh, so Fred had claimed that he had not meant to kill her, but he had been she had been sneering at him, and he had to take the smirk off her face. Mm. So Ro Rose told an. Um, inquiring neighbor the following day that she and Heather had had a hell of a row. So it's believed that Rosemary may have initiated her death. A hell of a row. Yeah, I don't know what that even means, but the Wests told their children Heather had left for a job, but later changed the story to her having run off with a lesbian lover. <laughs> When she failed to contact or visit them. What? So I feel later, like you could have left it at she left for a job. Like, why did you have to? I know. So later, Fred would threaten the children that would 
um, like ask about her, that they would end up under the patio like Heather if they misbehaved. What the fuck? And then Heather's body was found under the patio that Fred had inexplicably built over the fish pond that his son Stephen had dug out. So they were like, she left for a job. And they're like, no, she left with her lesbian lover. Oh, if you misbehave, I'm going to put you under the patio like Heather is. Yeah. So um, basically, they're only known. My eyes are really big right now. I'm just like. (laughs) I know. Their only known victim after 1979 was their daughter, Heather. And then although the police believe the couple murdered more. There were no known murders in the years 1976 through 1977 and 1980 through 1986 um, and even 1988 through 1992. So, like, they could not find anything that would link them to any other murders. So, they had to come down to the fact that that must have been their last one, even though they just did not believe it. Okay. So During questioning after being arrested, Fred had confessed to murdering up to 30 people. But the police believe they, like, the pair may have killed only 13. um, Only. Because that's all that they could find bodies of. Mm. And as well as the 12 that were confirmed, they believe Wes also killed a 15-year-old, Mary uh, Bastom, in 1968. But no body has ever been found, so they can't link it to him. Okay. Now, Fred's son, Stephen, said he firmly believed that the missing um, teenager, there was a, I guess there was a missing teenager that was noted like years ago, was an early victim of his father's. And Fred said um, he like was reportedly boasting or like bragging, you know, about committing the the teenage the missing teenagers uh murder who happened to be mary who are you bragging to and why are they not turning you in well he did he was bragging to other prison mates i guess oh like he was bra- he was bragging about it like when he was in prison vomitous i know so although there was no forensic evidence that linked him to the murder of ann mcfall which again was never brought up to me i could not find anything about that yeah um the state of the body, she was missing a finger, a toe bone, and um, part of a wrist bone, which was like the other bodies. So they believe. Right. Yeah. That's why they believe it was him. Um, and so, yeah, like he, he never admitted to it. And so like their last known victim was apparently their daughter. And the only reason he admitted to that was because her body was found under the patio. Right. So there's no telling how many they did that weren't found. Exactly. And then, um, so Rosemary, like I said, she couldn't get appealed. She was, she was, Sen- she, was sen- she was, she was sentenced to life. She was sentenced to life. Fred hung himself. And so she, is she still alive in jail? Um, Yes she is in fact let me i noted that but for some reason i can't find it on my um page so i'd like to go torture her right now because yeah i was gonna say i i thought i i know i saw so she is 
currently in Newhall, Flockton, West Yorkshire, England. Um, prison. I was hoping you would tell me that a prison mate like shanked her or something, and she was dead. No, but. she's still alive. She's still there. She's okay. she's still there. I was gonna say I couldn't remember the name of it. I like I said I put it in here, but I keep scrolling. I'm not seeing it. Keep scrolling, scrolling, like, scrolling. Unless I've just like read over it and didn't realize it. So, but yeah, she's still in prison. She can't get out, and I hope she dies. <laughs> I know that sounds so horrible, but she's an awful. I, I hope she just gets tortured for a long time because that's what you get for doing all the terrible things you did i know right and that is the um case of mary or mary where did i get mary <laughs> Ro- rosemary <laughs> that is the case of mary <laughs> isn't yes, it Ro- rosemary <laughs> that is the case of rosemary and fred west i had clicked out of my notes <laughs> like and that is the case of Imogene. <laughs> You're just making names up now. I know. I know. You're like, I have closed my computer and I'm done. I'm not going to lie. I am so mentally exhausted from this weekend. Like, um, that was a lot of it weird. Was a lot, was a I lot told, of weird. I told you this story was like, this case was just crazy all over the place. Um, I wanted to try to go away from gore for one week and just... Kind and of, just go with a terrible sexual abuse on everyone nice and just go against like something that was like apparently all over the place i i hesitated on doing this case too um i almost went with a different one that i've been going back and forth on for the last mm-hmm. weeks yeah like you know i hadn't heard that one but also ugh, like <laughs> i know <laughs> it does make it makes your stomach turn a little bit so don't like that and I hate that there's all those children involved in all of that yuck. I know. All of that yuck. I am glad that you didn't do the one that I had already started because that's that's one. <laughs> might have heard it, but I don't know. We'll see. I might have heard it. Is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of well known. I'm not saying anything else. Don't try to guess. I, but I can't. <laughs> That's I it. That's all I'm saying. Follow us on all the stuff. <laughs> um, if you want links to the stuff, like our Instagram and our Facebook and all that good stuff, uh, go to SerialHolicSisters.com. Yeah, we got all the little clicky links. All the clickety clickety links. Clickety clacks. And don't forget to fill out our um, like our little send us listener stories. We want to do a listener stories episode, like for real. I do. I really want to. So just any thing to hear other people's um, like stories that they, and it doesn't all, I mean, you can send us a case request if you want, but I also, I really want to do listener stories. So if you have any crazy things that have happened um, or you know somebody that something's happened, send it to us. Send to us any craziness, any creepiness. It can be true crime. It can be paranormal, like just anything creepy crazy we want to hear it and we'll we'll talk about it we'll read it and it doesn't if you don't want your name and you want an anonymous you can totally put anonymous it's cool it's cool we won't say your name no. we'll call you jared i don't know i just made that up <laughs> no we'll just say it's anonymous <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that's all i could think of <laughs> yeah, we'll call you jared <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. 
because yeah, um, we're not awkward enough for you ready to be awkward <laughs> you're welcome so yeah all right well let's be awkward okay bye bye